The Dode Fox Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Dode Fox Podcast. I'm Paul, he's Ronnie. And just when you think we'd seen it all this week, we go and spend 20 quid on that on Saturday. Our thanks to the wee wizard Ryan Gold for being our guest last week as we looked back at his time at United and how life is out in Portugal. Join the conversation on our socials. We are at Dodefox Podcast on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Coming up on this week's episode, live your review, who am I, mayor surveys, the loan report, the women's team, Christmas raffle, the academy, on this day with the Arab Archive and the stay-at-home Scrandis League of Returns. It's all coming up on episode 76 of the Dode Fox Podcast. Hi, I'm Ryan Gold. You're listening to the Dode Fox Podcast. So welcome back to the Dode Fox Podcast, episode 76. Uh, some people have maybe just finished episode 75 with Jamie Kirk and Ryan Gold last week. A listening delight for you on a... A marathon. A marathon. A marathon. Don't mind a marathon. I don't know why they called it Snickers. Marathon was a great name. Um, But a a really long episode, but I've listened back to it as well. No through vanity or anything, but just to remember the conversation. And he was great, wasn't he? He was great. He was really good, but uh, I think vanity played a part in it certainly this week because did Gold know message will back and say, oh, that was a great listen, lads. Yeah, you're, you're speaking about yourself there, young man. <laughs> <laughs> you wee bam. Nah, it was. It was really good, though. It was good speaking to him. And like yourself, I listened to him as well. Because usually when, when we're doing these these interviews, I kind of zone out a lot of the time. And I'm thinking, looking at my iPad, looking at Ryan Gold, thinking, Jesus Christ, what am I speaking to him for? What is he speaking to me for? So, yeah, it's always good to listen back. And it, it was a, it was one of the better ones, I felt. I couldn't give a fuck if the boy was shouting on my Portuguese. <laughs> couldn't I? Goodness. None given. But it was great. And uh, thank you very much to everybody who has uh, listened and commented and, and stuff. It was uh, it was brilliant. I think, you know, we've all we'd all agree with we'd, we'd like to see more of them given. He actually only played fifty times, but he made such an impact. And fifty, by the way, Paul, that qualifies him for who am I? That's a legitimate qualification. By the way. Is that right? That's that's well, correct. I, I was eyeing up a player for my for my <laughs> oh. who am I next week and he's only got forty seven and I was like, should I? No, no, you should <laughs> <laughs> Um so yeah, so that was uh, it was great. It, it was great to have him on and uh, he was so you know, kind of relaxed into it and tell some really good stories and it was it was brilliant to hear. Fishing the pillowcase and the digs that was okay. when, when that caught, I had a wee giggle at myself when he said that when I was listening to it during the week but thank you very much if you've managed to get three hours of your week gone to the Dode Fox podcast episode 75 and uh, as always we do uh, thank you very very much uh, before we even get to the review of yesterday's game a sad day in the McNichol bedroom the hair's gone I, I, I couldn't care less. How? The only slight disappointment is he didn't get us. Correct. Fair for that. Fair for that. Because it, no, because I want it, but just because I've named myself, I could have stuck it on my own head. Exactly. But, I, uh, I half expected you to turn up with a wig on the day, made of Ian Hart's luscious locks. Ah, well, he, I don't care if the barber just swept into the bin or if he's if he's done something dramatic with it or whatever. It's maybe on eBay. Who knows? He's maybe trying to pass it into the bin and missed the target or something. Who knows, <laughs> Who knows what happened? So, um, you alluded to it at the top just when you think we'd seen it all this week. Now, before we even get to the spending of 20 quid yesterday, what a week it's been. <laughs> now, I'm not laughing at viruses because it is 
horrendous and everything that's going with it. I think it was more the numbers that were related to it was mm. scary. You know, the amount, just yeah. whether you've got the inf- disease or not, infection or whatever, but just needing to isolate, the numbers mm. were quite scary. Yeah, well, it decimated us. And I don't, I'm not even sure if it's actually came out how many people uh, attached to United have actually got uh, COVID. I, I don't know if that I think it was three, out, wasn't it? Is it three? Is it three? That, I think it was three. Three, okay. So we've got nine players and the whole coaching staff isolating because of it. Uh, yeah, it's unfortunate. And obviously, hopefully it goes without saying that uh, anybody that is affected by it, we hope that they're okay. But uh, yeah, it never rains, but it pours down to this way. Like it's it's been a, a right old week. It has. You know, there's been, you know, pictures leaked and all this kind of stuff, which is no great. But no, in any way, mm-hmm. you know, we're not really in a place to comment on it. We've seen the pictures everyone else did. And obviously the Celtic picture has then emerged and people are then saying, what's the difference between this, this and this? And well, I know one of our pals calls him the dentist, um, but it, it, Mr. Leach was on, was it off the ball or something yesterday? And he was sort yeah, of saying... Yeah, I think he's on that most weeks. And he was saying that obviously, you know, they get special privileges. So when you're on the park, it's, you, it's basically you can lick each other how you want. But when you're off it, it's got to be the kind of social distancing it's, and all this stuff yeah it's all it's all to do with risk isn't it like we're they're allowing them to play football uh but away from away from the training and away from the actual game even going like i saw it this week the, the punishments that got meted out one of them was because i think it was the st Mum team that they were sitting together on the bus or something mm, yeah so you're, so you're not even allowed to sit together on the bus going through to the games so i mean i don't know if 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 the rules are clear or if the protocols are clear, stating that you're not supposed to take team photos or whatever, but maybe it's just, they just assume that you will know that because you're not allowed to be within close contact with people. The thing is though, Who knows? you know, you look at, well, but again, this is where it, it's a bit of a strange one that, you know, what will be when they celebrate together? You know what yeah, I mean? It's, I know, it's, it's, I know. It's really bizarre, you know, that, that it's a bit like that because that's all fine you know, and I know people have brought up even the Scotland team for celebrating after the game together. Now, that's the same thing, surely. You know, they've, I mean, but there's still, it doesn't matter yeah. what you're celebrating. It's like, it's like all this whole thing, and we're not going to get into it, but the whole five days over Christmas, you can basically lick mere people. Why do I hear this thing with people licking each other? Anyway, I don't know, can, but you, you go on about it a lot. People can basically be together, three households, as much as you want, and all this crap that goes, well, I'm like, come on, like, you know, I don't know how it's any different. You know, and I, I don't know how Scotland celebrating is any different to a team photo happening to boys celebrating on the park. I, I'm not sure. You know, it needs to be maybe more black and white than what clubs have thought it was, Celtic or us or whoever else. But, and, but maybe it is. Maybe it is black and white. Who knows? Like we, we've never, I've never seen the rules. I've never seen the protocols to all the football teams. But I think when you listen to guys like Leach and uh, certainly the Scottish government, they they're fairly clear that well, we've breached some rule here or we've breached a protocol. And I just hope that it doesn't end up costing us. I mean, it doesn't look like it's going to cost us in respect of we're not going to hit a forfeit any games. I think we've got enough in the squad to play the games to fulfil the fixtures. But uh, money-wise, because I saw that the teams through the week, they got a a 40 grand suspended fine. Uh, You just hope it doesn't come down to something like that because every penny is a prisoner at Tannadice just now. And not just Tannadice, every, every club. Uh, and this is the last thing that, that we'll be looking for to be 
find it. I mean, even if it's like £15,000 or something like that, that's that's a lot of money just now. You know, that's a lot of season tickets for next season, which we're, we're obviously, we might even speak about that in a wee second uh, because emails have went out this week asking people uh, what your intentions are. You know, are you going to, are you, are you hanging off making a decision or are you, are you setting your ways that you're wanting a refund back? You're not wanting a refund back. You're going to be buying one. Uh, so, as I say, every penny is a prisoner at Tannadice. We we can ill afford to be having to pay any potential fine that might come on the back of this. Yeah, and I think because the game were, the games were fulfilled, it's now an SFA issue, isn't it? Yeah, S SBFL, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll keep an eye on it. I think uh, you know, hopefully, it's it does get resolved and it's not as, as as bad as what it could be. But obviously, the you know our best wishes to everyone who is affected and isolating or is affected with. Uh, COVID, uh, they can make a good a recovery over the next couple of weeks, and you know it's. Um, let's turn our attention then to yesterday. Uh, I mean, twenty quid we paid for that. Twenty quid. Mm. Did you get value for yeah. your money? Nah, not really. No. Did you? Well, it was twenty quid for a start. I wasn't. Uh, come on, twenty quid. Mm. Like we've been through. Listen, we've been through it and. It's uh, every club are obviously, you know, looking for the money. But I think twelve. We I think we said at the start twelve fifty was quite fair. But twenty quid, man. Like, and this is regardless of what good kind of game you got dished up. It's still twenty note. Like, it's no good. Yeah, and people, I've, I've spoke to people about it, and they've said, "Have it? You would pay. You'd probably pay twenty quid to get into the ground." Yeah, I'd probably pay about twenty five to get into the ground. But that's because I'm there. Yeah. I'm experiencing it. I'm not just sitting on my arse on a couch. You're sitting on your arse. And the spaghetti had fizzing. Exactly, yeah, but but you're there. It's, it's different. It's a different experience altogether. Mm. And I, I get that even the, the cost of getting there is more, and it's you know it's over and above the twenty quid, and you're you're scrawling at half time and whatever. But yeah, when when every other team or most other teams are twelve fifty, I think the Rangers they're a tenner. I think there's another somebody seventeen fifty or fifteen pounds St Johnson maybe. I just think it's. Like twenty quid's a bit steep. Like I, I wish the clubs had a came together and agreed like a universal price. I know that um, we actually mentioned it a few weeks ago, but we didn't actually speak about it. We mentioned it in the intro, but um, was about the cost of away fans. Now that must put United fans out and top on a league table. You didn't want to be top a hundred and yeah. thirty quid or something. We must have spent now watching our team away from home. Yeah, I think I think we're sitting pretty at the top of that league. Yeah, horrendous. Fucking I mean, it's the card you're dealt with. Don't think it's wrong. That's the way the fixtures have landed. But holy mother! <laughs> yeah, but there's there's certain teams that haven't paid a penny. Yeah, well, yes, that's that's very very true. So on the back of the three points being dished out willy nilly for fines and COVID and you know people licking door handles and whatever else, um, it did change the league table a little bit, and you know it gave certainly the clubs around the bottom a wee lift that they maybe weren't expecting. Uh, I also made the SPFL Motherwell's top goal scorer with six goals. Uh, but they jumped, I feel like, ninth to, uh, well, fifth. They jumped way up the table, which was uh, big for them, although they got pumped yesterday. But that's, by the by, they still got a good uh, six points this week awarded to them, which when mm -hmm. you're not playing very well, that comes in pretty handy. But um, obviously there was speculation of what players would be out, players would be in, rumours go aside, you know, message boards, WhatsApp groups, whatever. Speculations are rife. But I have to say, the bench aside, 
we're a strong enough team. We were able to name a strong enough team. It wasn't a filled with kids. And you know what? If I had to come to that, I'd have backed it if it meant playing the fixture. You know, and we had of to course. play it. Yeah. But it was one thing, great to see so many academy graduates on the bench. We don't have to name nine, but one experience for them. Ryan Gold spoke mm-hmm. about it last week, just being involved with the first team, being around it. Great for them. Didn't really expect them to be playing unless we were maybe two or three nil up, but they get the experience on the park, 11 first teamers, plus you had uh, Louis Yapri, Lewis Nielsen, plus the, um, the the kids on there. On paper, for me, when I saw the team, strong enough to win the game in my eyes. Yeah, I would agree with that. It wasn't, uh, I didn't think it was a bad team. I mean, it's a team that on another day when everybody's fit, you could potentially see starting the game. Uh, and we, we started... We started okay in the actual match itself. I mean, I, like you, I didn't think... I thought it was going to take an injury or like a an absolute cruise to victory, which I never thought would happen, uh, to see some of the, the youngsters from the bench actually getting on the pitch. Uh, but that just never materialised yesterday. Uh, the, f- the first half... I mean, I've... Uh, I've listened. I've listened back to sports sounds from yesterday, and their expert, <laughs> so-called expert that was at the game, he thinks United maybe edged the first half, possibly. Who was the expert? Uh, Alan Preston. Oh. Uh, I think maybe like, we had we we played some a little bit of nice football going forward in the first half. Benji wasn't really troubled. Uh, We're good in the first twenty-five minutes. Yeah, but that was it. That was it for me, and then we kind of fell out. Of it. And then uh, whatever happened after the break was just abysmal. Yeah, uh, I think we have a better word. We had a lot of the, the ball, obviously. We had a big chance that, that uh, again, if he kept along here, he probably would have scored that. It. it was a bit of a scuff from Ian Hartz when it came across him in the first half. And, you know, it was coming at a good time when we were creating a lot more, we were around our box a lot more. Uh, but it seemed like after 25 minutes, we did struggle. But listen, you are the away team. It's going to happen. The home team are always got the advantage. The pitch is always a huge advantage because that's a horrible surface. But they came into it towards the end of the, the first half. It just we, did never got go- we never got going the second half. We never got going at all. No, we, we were garbage. Uh, once again, uh, we create nothing. I've said this all season. Uh, I mean, you... There was times last season when we were struggling to create things. And when you set up the way that we set up, again, I've said this before, I feel like I'm repeating myself, but you set up that way, and if you get points, then you could say, well, it's job done, you know, it's maybe hard to criticise, or you could you could moan about the, the style of play, the performance, but then you've, you've got something out of it. When you set up that way and you get absolutely nothing out of it, and you don't actually look like ever getting anything out of it as soon as they score, which was an unbelievably bad goal to lose as well, both of them, uh, then I think you open yourself up to criticism. And I'm adamant, and I'm not even sure if me and you agree on this, I'm adamant it's a it's a back five uh, rather than a back three. Oh, it, was, it, looked, it looked like a back five yesterday. A, and a and it's, it's maybe, it maybe intends to be a back three, but when our midfield doesn't do anything with the ball and we, we kind of get the ball forward, we're not keeping it up the park, then obviously the two wing backs are having to drop a wee bit deeper because we're under pressure. And and all this against against Livingston. And I don't want to be disparaging of Livingston, but we've given them six points this season. Uh, and they've deserved six points, in my opinion. Okay, they scored a last-minute goal at Tannadice to beat us in the, f- the first game that we played them. But that goal was coming. Uh, and when they scored the first goal yesterday, the way that the match was going early into the second half, 
I felt that one was coming as well. It was such a shite goal to lose run. It was it's a header up on the halfway line. Boy just knocks it down. And the guys run 40, 45 yards. Just take him out. Take ne- him out. Ne- but Nibdis went to him. He's no beat any men. Everybody's backed off. And even at the end, he doesn't even... He doesn't curl it around anybody. It's a decent finish for the guy. I'll, I'll give him credit for that. He's put it right in the corner. But Christ almighty, a professional football player should be able to hit the target when he's unopposed after running for about 45 yards. It was just, it was just garbage. It really was. And as soon as that went in, uh, I, I didn't see a way back. And I have felt that before. I felt that against Hamilton when they scored the first goal. And obviously I was wrong because we did come back because we changed it. But yesterday, like I, I just, we never looked like, we never looked like doing anything in the game. I don't think certainly in the, in the last hour of that match. Yeah, I mean, already on the lead up to the goal, you know, we were, we were struggling to get on the ball and really do anything with it. And then when the goal went in, you just really felt the game slipping away for us. You know, it was mm. the game su- it suited Livy a lot more than it suited us. Um, it was frustrating. It was really disappointing. And the second goal was just comical. You know, it's just, you know, you, you, you didn't get us wrong, right? When you're ahead in games, the luck will tend to fall for you, right? And it hits off Conley, it bounces up. But he still gets to like... He's the only one that wants it. <laughs> Maybe, Bartley yeah. was the only man yeah. that wanted it. There must have been about five or six United players around him, and he was the only one that wanted it. And when you touch on luck, I was saying this to I was saying this to Martin when I was dropping the wee man off at the football this morning. I said, when when you're playing well in games, when you're going through games, you're playing all right, your forum's not too bad, you're creating loads of chances, and you're just no scoring, you're no getting the rub of the green, and you're losing games eventually your luck will turn and some of the chances will start getting converted into goals. We're doing the opposite of that just now. We are, I don't think we are playing very well. We're certainly no good to watch. We create next to nothing. And in certain games, we've rode our luck. If you want to go to the... And I don't know, obviously, it's, it's a case of if your auntie had bashes your uncle. But the Hamilton game, I think I felt that we rode our luck there because of the boys' penalty. That's a game we could have easily dropped two points in. Uh, but when we play the way we are playing, and I think we're getting a wee bit of luck to get all these points that we're racking up, then it's going to turn, and you're you're going to end up getting what you deserve to get. And we've had that both times for Livingston. You could argue we've not had any luck, but Livingston have deserved six points from us. And I think they've only won four games this season, two against us. Yeah. Lose, lose yesterday, and they were bottom of the league. Yeah, and I think, um, I thought despite his being of a man of experience, I thought Marvin Bartley was the best player in the park yesterday. Absolutely bossed our midfield. Strolled it. Strolled it. I thought, I like Dylan Powers. Uh, and I didn't think he was very good yesterday. He didn't, uh, he didn't really impose himself in the game. Harks, again, must cover some amount of ground, but I don't know. He doesn't create chances. He doesn't block many tackles. He doesn't pass the bar that accurately going forward. I don't think uh, I, 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 I'm no sure we put three passes together yesterday at any no. time. No, I, I like the look of Jondo, uh, but again, it's very hard to to judge him because he was full of energy, which is good, which is what you, you need in your midfield, but you need that for all your midfielders. Uh, that's the one position of the park where you're, you're choking for energy. He did put himself about, but I felt like he was kind of plowing a lone furrow. He didn't have anything to work with. 
he was just trying to put fires here, there, and everywhere. It was, it was really deflating, you know. And it's any of these, and as sad as it is to say, it was any of them that I kind of woke up during the night still fizzing about the what I'd seen for the last uh, certainly the second half of that match. It's garbage. And also, it was you know it was a times you were seeing McNulty being in right midfield to get the ball. Shankland popped up at left back at one point. You know, yeah, he, unbelievable. he didn't have he didn't have a chance until about the eighty sixth minute or whatever it was. You know, it's yeah, it's so frustrating in that sense of I mean the the lack the lack of creativity sometimes. Like that ball goes across the box and it doesn't fall to Harks, it falls to Shankland, McNulty, and we score. It might be a different game, but mm-hmm. we we've created that few chances in most games. You know, it's you just we need to be taking them. You know, Nicky Clark scores two great goals the other week, right? And he's like say had a bit of luck with deflections or whatever with some of his goals, but he's been there to do it and he's took the chance. And it shows because I think that game we probably had about three shots on target, two of them ended up as goals. You know? Yeah, but that we we're asking like I think yesterday, St. Mum, they've they've drawn one all with Aberdeen. Uh, and they've had 24 shots at goal so the percentage of them converting their chances is fairly low we're, we're almost asking our strikers to have a 100% conversion rate because we must say like one or two shots on goal that they'll get well, and they're expecting them all to go in that's no that's no the way football is so man had 25 shots at goal 12 on target yeah. I'm not sure we've had that if you take out the briefing game because we obviously scored a barrel load and they're the worst team in world football if you take out that game, I'm not sure we've had that the whole season. Well, we had seven shots and two on target yesterday. That's just, I mean, it's no, it's no nearly good enough. That I, I cannot dress that up any other way. And I'm watching the games, and the, the noises that are coming out from the camp is, yeah, we're we're going, we're we're going to win, we're going to try and win this game. But it doesn't look like it to me. It looks like you're trying not to lose the game. That. Again, these guys are qualified coaches, professional football players, but I've watched a lot of football over the years. And I've seen teams set up to win, and I've seen teams set up no to lose. And to me, it looks like we're going no to lose. Mm-hmm. And when you do lose, and you set up that way, not only is it shite to watch, but it's, 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 it's pointless. If you're playing as negatively as we're playing, and you still pick up no points, I mean, I don't know what to say. It's really it's the type of. It, it, I think I said it last night as well. It was the game yesterday, and especially in the midfield when you needed somebody to put a tackle in, you probably miss Callum Butcher for putting that tackle in. And I think Nicky Clark, because of his goals, is also a big a big miss. But how are we meant to get the three of them playing up top? You know, uh, I mean, you've got it's 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 I don't know. It's and again, they're likely it's to be the same team on on Sunday, a week today. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. That's uh, <laughs> I mean, if you if you take away the fact that me and you are United fans, if you're a if you're just a football fan picking a coupon next week, what is the absolute bricker that you are putting on for an away win next week? On paper, that it looks like we didn't have a chance. We've no got a sniff because we're coming up against the best team in the country by some by some bit. Mm-hmm. At some distance so far, and we are a team that doesn't create any chances. They're a team that hardly ever concedes a goal domestically. Football's a funny old game, though, Ron. 
You just never know. Yeah. I- but if I had to bet my house on it, I wouldn't be betting on United. Well, I think that the big thing is the... Uh, it- is when you say you set up defensively and whatever else, it's the games like that against, you know, the way we played against Celtic and Hibs and yeah, listen, we didn't get wins at them, but we got performance, we got work rate, we got putting the exactly. in and that's, exactly. listen, at the end of the day, we've said it, you might lose a game after 30 shots on target, but you've gave 110% or you might defend within an inch of your life and against Aberdeen nearly stole it. Celtic, Mind that that goal went in in the eighty first minute or whatever it was. We were devastated. We were devastated because we thought we've deserved something out of the day. And then you maybe look at the stats and you go, right, come on, we've not really had a shot here. But because there was everything, there was bodies flying every place and whatever else, and you know, you maybe then need to go to a five at the back. We're with that because we've said for the start, they that top four. You know, but even that, Aberdeen are slipping a wee bit there. But you're uh, you're Celtic, your Rangers, your Hibs, and it should have been your Aberdeen really, but a wee tricky spell. You get anything for the game, it was a massive bonus. But the games against Livingston, Hamilton, St. Mirren are the games yeah. you can't be losing at a minimum. You cannot be losing. And given no. everything this week, you look at how close the. Uh, I've just lost the league table. Hold on. Um, you look at the league table. This is as it is before the games Sunday play, right? Because they've no kicked off yet. So um, you got St. Mirren bottom, 12 points. Ross County in 11th, 13 points. The jobby that won a flush, it's still no flushing. 10th with 14 points is Hamilton. Livingston, like you said, four wins that season, two, two against us. Uh, 15 points in 9th. St. Johnston, 8th with 16. Kilmarnock, 7th with 17 United 6 with 20, Motherwell 5th with 21, and then Aberdeen 28, Hibs 29, Celtic 30, and then you've got the gap to Rangers on 41. The only one in there that really will probably affect us is St Johnston. I've got a game in hand. To win that, they would be on 19 points. So worst case scenario, we're a point ahead of uh, the rest. We're one point behind Motherwell, but the outside looking in, you would think, I'm not sure what United fans are complaining about. Yeah, listen. But the ones watching every game. Listen, I am this season points over performances. I take it to stay in the league. Mm-hmm. But of course, yesterday we didn't get a point. We didn't, didn't look get like it, getting get a point. Ken, and that's when you're just like, see if we'd hit the bar or hadn't cleared off the line. Right, it's a hard luck story. You know, if Shankland scores at the end, you're thinking you might sneak something because again, you're two one. Throw the defenders up. I don't care. Ken, go for it. Get bait 3-1. At least you've went for it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But it's just, yeah, absolutely devastating. You know, I hate these shitty pitches. I hate all of them, but you've still to go there and win the game. You've still to go there because there's 12 teams kicking a bar into the opposition's net and Livingston done it twice and I couldn't believe what I was watching. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I've, I've got a question for you and this was something that about the back of three this morning that was going through my head. You know, we've got, we've got all these coaches and, and analysts. We've got guys that they watch United's performance, they analyse it, they watch all our opponents' performances and they analyse that and then apparently we come up with a game plan to hopefully nullify the potential threats of these teams that we're about to face. So all that being said, why do we always set up the same way? Whether it's Rangers away, whether it's Celtic at home, whether it's Hamilton at home, why do we always set up the same way? What, what are we, we analysing? What 
if we're not changing anything, if we're rigidly playing this five or if you're being generous, three at the back and only changing it when we go a goal down to a 4-4-2. And, and you know what? I, I get like formations are not the be-all and end-all, but maybe we just don't have players that are overly comfortable in the, the formation that they're asking or they're being asked to play. And I don't know. But I just don't know. You know, we've got all this data that must be getting put into the coaching structure and the manager and we rigidly stick to this formation that creates nothing. And if you didn't create anything, Ron, you didn't have to be a genius to work out, you're probably not going to score many goals. Listen, two international strikers, okay, one of them's not played for a couple of years at international level, right? But they're international strikers. You've got another boy who's hit seven goals or whatever this season, obviously is going to be missed for a couple of games. Nobody got in the ball. The mere touches in the rain, half, I think. Especially mm-hmm. yesterday, it seemed that way. Then they do, you know, in, in the opposition box where they should be. But we've only scored 12 goals in 16 games. Now, you can look at... It's not surprising. But that's one defeat in six in the league. I get that. But if you're not scoring goals, we can't go through a season on nil-nils. You know, if somebody tells me we can draw every game nil-nil and stay up, right, okay, I'll I'll, I'll tell that now to stay up, but... Mm-hmm. Holy shit, we're going to need to win some games. And then when you look at the next fixtures as well, you know, and this is, you know, that yesterday was was a point that you really need to get three points, you know, but you really need not to lose the game. You need to pick something up. Mm-hmm. And you're looking at that. So a week the day, 12 o'clock kickoff, we'll play Rangers at Tanadice. Um, the 19th, we're away to Easter Road to play Hibs. We're then at home, 6.30 kickoff against Kilmarnock on the Tuesday night, I think it is, the 23rd. We're then at home on Boxing Day against Motherwell, 3 o'clock. We're then away to Celtic, uh, 7.45 on the 30th of December. Then we're up uh, pulling the sheep off of boys, uh, Aberdeen, 2nd of January. Now, there's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 of our next games, right? And I saw people on Twitter and that saying, oh, well, that's us not getting any points to 2021. Right, okay, next two games, massively tough. Rangers and Hibs, fine. They will be tough. Kilmarnock and Motherwell at home have to be games that at an absolute minimum we need to be picking points up there. You have to. You have to be picking up. I mean, you're looking to take six points out of six games there, but you're needing to get points on the board there given the other mm. teams are playing around you. You know, if, you don't, yeah. if we don't pick up a point out the next 18 available could be in a relegation battle come January and that's massively negative and I get that it's massively negative and it's it's no the way you want to say it but you look at the fixture list and you think you're playing Aberdeen, Celtic Hibs and Rangers the four teams we've just mentioned are the best yeah. teams in the league and we're saying if you get anything it's a bonus which I think it is mm-hmm. so you've and then the next two, the next two teams Kelly and Motherwell are probably the, like the fifth and sixth along with their positions that we are vying for yeah. uh, as the next best in the league. So, yeah, for sure, it's a, it's a really difficult spell coming up. And well, and you're, say, you're saying it would be nothing at 18. Obviously, we just lost yesterday, so it would actually be nothing at 21 if, if you take nothing out of these games. But uh, I don't want to think about that, you know, because there's, there's opportunities in every game. Uh, hopefully Listen, anything can happen in a game of football we'll pull, so, we'll, we, we'll pull a rabbit out of the hat someplace I, 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 I think we will and you look at Kilmarnock beat for Hamilton yesterday Motherwell pumped for Hibs yesterday as well we will get chances right chances will happen but like you're saying it's like we need to take 100% of our chances just now you know we need yeah. to be so so clinical 
you know, mm. and, 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 and Magnolia and Shankland are screaming for a goal. But the same, the midfielders should be screaming for an assist. You know, the defenders have had a run of clean sheets. And I imagine the day they are annoyed because they've lost two goals. I fell for Benji yesterday. He lost two goals. He looked comfy the whole game. He made some good saves. Listen, I didn't think he was ever in trouble with the saves he made. But like you said, you can't let a boy run 30 yards. And More than that. I think Liam Smith was the closest to him. And somebody doesn't take the boy out and take the card. Because Callum Butcher took that card. Regardless of people are saying he's not having a great season, he'd have took the card yesterday. Hence the reason he was out suspended. <laughs> but mm. he would take that tackle. You know, you would take that. Like, uh, what about when the boy went doing the right and he went past, I think it was Reynolds and then Edwards, and it was Jando Fuchs that put the tackle in, in the box. Now, yeah. I'm yeah. not a massive fan of boy sliding on the rest in the box, right? But he timed it perfectly. He had to. He started on the halfway line. It's like, yeah. come on. But, that is that is the, the sort of energy that we need throughout the team yes. and that we're not getting just now. We were getting it at the start of the season and the games that you touched on, Hibs at home, Celtic at home, and yeah, okay, we lost the games. Uh and some people still criticise because we didn't offer much going forward in their games, and that's fair enough. But I'm very much of the opinion when boys are knocking their pan in, if the better team wins, the better team wins. As long as you're doing your absolute best. It doesn't look like that just now, uh, regardless of what we're, we're getting told or, or what people try, try and imply. Yeah, massively. Um, yeah, it was massively disappointing and a game that we really needed to, to get something out of of ahead of what is going to be a busy uh, December um, something that come out this week you were saying uh, and you've touched on it already the new another season ticket survey mm-hmm. yeah it was uh, it was basically just asking what your intentions are regarding the credits that we're all accruing all the season ticket holders are accruing just now because it was the first two or three games you weren't getting any money back if you weren't in the ground but then after that you were getting a and an 18th per per game that you were missing. So the way it looks to me anyway, and uh, like I guess I'm, it's just a, a guess at this stage, but I can see us no getting in all season. Uh, I know there's a, a, a few people in group chats that I'm in that are saying, no, no, we might get in in February or we might get in after the split. And who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? But me personally, I've kind of written this season off for getting any sort of decent numbers in a, to make a difference to the club because if they're only letting 300 in that's probably going to cost clubs money so that's that's no any use but me personally and I said it weeks ago I'll not be looking for a refund uh, regardless of how my team play the day <laughs> the day before I actually say these things uh, and everybody will be different you know everybody's circumstances are different some people won't be able to afford not to take the refund in order to have the next season season ticket uh, because not only has the, the virus affected people's health, but it's affected people's employment. You know, people, yourself, Ron, you've not had it easy this year with your work. Uh, so people financially are, are struggling as well. Uh, so it's a big ask. Obviously, the club will be hoping as many people as possible just essentially treat this season season ticket purchase as a donation to them uh, and, and hope that people still renew and buy again next season. But then... <clears throat> In, in many ways and this, this doesn't make you any less of a supporter than anybody else but when the product that we are seeing just now is so poor to watch it's not really enticing people I wouldn't imagine to think oh I'm definitely renewing oh, I'm, I'm swithering nah what I've watched on Saturday yeah I'll definitely get another in it needs to be a wee bit better I think 
to get people fully behind it. People are fully behind the club, but people will go the extra mile if they feel it's worth it. You know, if they're getting a wee bit of entertainment, if there's something to look forward to. I'm just a dafty. I look forward to seeing United regardless. We were absolutely garbage yesterday. And I'll, nobody, I'll never watch highlights of that match because it was rubbish. But I'm still looking forward to watching next week. Just on the off chance, you, you don't know what will happen. Maybe a slack pass back and a Rangers defender gets sent off in the second minute or something. We're up against 10 men. You know, I, I still look forward to next week, even though everybody's probably dreading it. So am I, everybody. But uh, yeah, I, we just need as many people as possible to, to be in a position where they can just treat this as a donation this season. Yeah, um, there's a few of my pals have said the same. They've text saying, you know, uh, trap doors on them. He says surveys completed, waiving our right to credits next season, and committed to buying season tickets again. FTD. Yeah. Um, you of know, course. I know Markers had said the same. He was he was cracking on with it as well, and that that's kind of the thing on on Markers. By the way, old Chris McIntosh, he said that he is now back to having the best hair in Dundee. Now that Ian Hart's hair is gone, <laughs> Markers does have a good head of hair. Definitely, um, but yeah, I think uh, you know it's it's it's. I I I can see what you know. The club need to know what's going on. At least get an idea of, of what people are thinking. And look, listen, it, it's not been easy. You know, it's been a tough twenty twenty for a lot of people. Um, some and and hopefully, fingers crossed, everyone will commit and buy their season tickets again. And you know, even trying to work out the value, um, was like say it's been twelve pound fifty for a home game. And I think the lowest season to get for an adult's what, 300 quid? You've probably, over 18 home games, you'll have covered about 230 quid or say, 240 quid maybe. There's a 70 quid sort of, no getting, no, you've no had 70 quid's worth of your 300, but you would hope people, like say over the season, would just write that off and, and kind of help the club. But listen, people are... People well within the rights, you know. It's uh, that's the that's the opinion of people, but I think a lot of people will be like yourself, or just big dumb. Might not even it might not be even their opinion wrong. People might genuinely not be able to afford not to yeah. take the credit, you know. Yeah, and, and that's fair dues. No, nobody should be judged on that. No, it's a uh, it's just an unfortunate shite situation all around. But me personally, and that's all that I can influence. I'll not be taking any money back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's um, I do again. People do fill in the the surveys and whatever, and get them back and help the club to plan as as much as we can uh, to get back in for next season. Uh, I don't know why we dropped that in before this, but the stay at home Scrandis Liga returned for uh, this weekend's game. Uh, we uh, were trending on Twitter again to keep using the hashtag. Uh, we basically on the match day we'll put a post up about a couple of hours before the game. Uh, that's kind of kickoff time, but you can send it any time on the day. Uh, and what you're having, you can uh, reply to us or just include us in your tweet or in uh, hashtag Scrandisliga as well. So some of the entries, I'm, I'm going to read out some of them. And then Paul will, of course, share his shortlist. Have you got a shortlist again? Uh, notable mentions I like to call uh, Notable it. mentions right. Notable mentions um, So Matty Porter Was very early out, out the block yesterday He was on uh, I nearly I was going to call it A full breakfast right But Two bits of lawn Two bits of black pudding uh, An undercooked Bit of bacon I'm going to say A couple of eggs Mountain of toast It's no bad start to the day It's no bad start, start to the day, day. Um, That looked alright Brian Mackay Back to basics A mug of Scottish blend tea Bacon and egg rolls Pre-match Grandisliga at Dode Fox Podcast. One thing that Brian did get picked up on, and this is this is rule making etiquette. Why is his egg on the bottom and the bacon on the top? 
that's not right. Surely your egg goes on oh, no. top, and if it's come on, behave yourself here. Bacon goes I don't on first. The last time I made it. Listen, bacon goes on first, soaks up the bar, you lob on your egg. If it's too runny, you get a wee burst and you and you coat the top. I'm showing you, you you coat the top roll half. Delicious. Absolutely I'll, delicious. I'll, I will bow down to your superior knowledge of fried egg rolls. Telling you. George Duncan was on a masala omelette. Oh, spring Look onions, great. garlic, chilli, turmeric, cumin, coriander. And it was pick was taken before rolling up in a tortilla wrap. Fair enough. Uh, Nigel Greaves, his first grandest league effort. Cheesy beans on toast. With the beans being pimped up with the brilliant Yeo's sweet chilli sauce. It's pre-match, but it's how you're getting. Crack on. That looks, that looks dealish to me. Uh, Lossy Arab was on onion, onion badgie with pakora sauce, all made for scratch by me. That's just, that's trying to get you to pick favouritism because people have made marrow and effort. Correct. Um, I'll tell you, I've just seen what I think should be the winner. Um, it looks like a, a Christmas bagel, some donuts, uh, some coffees, and really picturesque doing by the VA. Well, funny you say the, the donuts. I've got my information is it was a donut that took that photo. What? So that was sent in by an Arcastello. Uh, and he's no chance of winning this so it did look good though but he can't win this that's good you just called Clara Donut she took four <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that was that was delish by the way um, Richard French bread pizza topping of tomatoes mushrooms bacon peppers and cheese washed in my mug of tea not a Dode Fox mug maybe Santa I'll get you one well, there's a couple of Dude Fox logo mugs still available. Um, what else have we got? We've got a lot of good stuff. Right, Richard Price. Today's effort, Scandis Liga, one young chicken. Good luck pronouncing that one. Nailed it. Bean sprouts, boiled rice, barbecue sauce. Wait, hold on. Bean sprouts, boiled rice, chicken, which looks like a Chinese meal. Barbecue sauce. You know, I mean, he's a man, a man of many means these days. Maybe he's got expensive tastes, and maybe that's something that the elites are dining out on. Who knows? Old Richie Rockefeller. Oof. Ice yum yum to follow, and uh, well, he got thrown on the bus for his cooking lager. Some special apple juice. He was on the strongbow cider. Uh, Stevie Matthewson slumming it with a sliced potato fried in chili and garlic, assorted veg, couple eggs chucked in at the end, and covered in parmesan. Very nice. Now. Uh, the the final one that I will mention is by Chris Madden. It was a breakfast cocktail, which seems to be a pint glass full of beans. Mm, I've seen that. Uh, a, a, a sausage hanging out it, which we strategically placed mushroom. Uh, I'm not going to lie, and uh, that looks absolutely boofing. If I'm, uh, looks like a bush tucker trial. It uh, looks boofing. And uh, well, Ali Heather, I will mention Ali, by the way. Uh, yeah. Purely because he was a bit of an arsehole. And uh, you're a bowl of what? Pea and ham soup, a Christmas bagel, uh, the same in that I had for Heather Street Foods at the VA. And uh, he, he had uh, a nice photo on because he was doing the match report for his house. Fair enough. But if you just zoomed in on his uh, document that he was writing on his computer, uh, he had match report. You had the date, you had all the propers, and it had Ronnie and Paul or a pair of pricks. Well, that, that is undeniable. 
<laughs> and uh, he, he did make he did make my shot last. And uh, final mention for Tom, he had uh, basically a takeaway high tea, absolutely delicious, which is it's posh. Is that's posh for a for a Scrandis Liga? Mm-hmm. But of course, there is a stay home Scrandis Liga mug up for grabs for right, well, you, the winner. You've already mentioned a couple that made my shot list. So Ali Heather was there. Uh, Richard was there for his French bread pizza, and also George Duncan for the masala omelette. Also on my short list was John Cruikshank. He had chips, cheese, bacon, and spring onions. It just looks it just looked all right to me, you know? You're shaking your head. Spring People onion. Are, spring onion. I don't mind about spring get onions tasty. Get out. It says tasty. Uh, Wookie Arab, fast becoming a favourite of mine. Uh, he had simply Biscoff toast with a couple of lemon sliced chissers washed down with a cappuccino and a special brownie. And by special, I mean special as in the symbol that adorned the centre circle of the Tony Macaroni pitch yesterday, pretty much. Uh, so he gets a wee notable mention as well. But the winner, and it's it's a very simple one this week, Ron, nay airs, nay graces, is Harvey Robertson for Chilly Night in the Shed. Just a big bowl of chilli with cheesy string topping and red-hot Nicky Clark nachos. And he's got his United season ticket just sitting atop his chilli there. That done it for me. I done it I just the way I was feeling. I think it was the season ticket. I got a wee bit emotional when I seen it. And I selected Harvey. So well done, Harvey. Yeah, well done, Harvey. Paul will be in touch. We'll sort of give you details. We've got a mug out to you this week. As always, thank you very much for everyone who does take the time to enter the Scrandis Liga. Uh, it does make Paul have to read them all now as well. He used to just Depending let me read them out. And uh, you might make a shortlist for next Sunday's game. Uh, right, let's move on. Women's Team Academy and Lone Report. Okay. It's a little bit briefer this week because I was in a foul mood yesterday for some reason. Uh, Kieran Freeman at Peterhead. Kieran's once again played the full 90 minutes, but his team went down 2-1 to the Falkirk Bairns. Both of the Falkirk goals were set up by the man that scored number six, Charlie Telfer. Ross Graham at Cove and uh, Chris Mochrie at Montrose. Uh, it was Loney versus Loney yesterday when Ross Graham went up against Chris Mochrie. Unfortunately for the pair of them, they both started on the bench. Ross stayed there for the full 90 minutes while Chris made his way off the bench on the 68th minute. He did so with the score at 2-1 to Montrose and that is the way it finished. And I believe that that was the first time in something like 17 or 18 games that Cove have not won at home. Uh, So that was a hell of a result for uh, Montrose. Archie Mikasen at Spartans. Once again, it was a Friday night game for young Arch. And uh, they took on the Colts for Cumbernauld. So the Spartans raced into a commanding position from the off with a goal in the first minute and another from Archie himself in the fourth minute. The goals didn't allow up there, however, and by halftime of this wither-battered match, it was 3-2 to the Spartans. Into the second half, and the Spartans restored their two-goal lead. Young Archie's night was over in 55 minutes as he was subbed off, but his team still went on to record a familiar scoreline to most Arabs by pumping the Cumbernauld Colts 6-2. I think it's fair to say that Archie is enjoying a fruitful spell out on loan. Mackenzie Lemon at North End. Uh, they were due to be away to Forfar West End yesterday. However, the game was postponed. Uh, the only thing of note to report from that is that the North End manager got punted midweek. So I'm not sure how that will affect Mackenzie's loan spell. Lewis Fraser at East Craigie, another young boy that we've put out on loan to the juniors. 
Uh, East Craigie were playing four for United at home. Lewis started the game on the bench, uh, but he was introduced for the final 19 minutes with a score 4-0 to East Craigie, and he helped his team see the game out comfortably enough and collect all three points. Cammy Smith at Ayr. Cammy Smith started the match for Ayr as they won 2-0 away at a very hard place to go, but he never lasted the full 90 minutes due to being sent off for two bookings in the 84th minute. But it was Alloa nil, Ayr 2. Florin Hotte at Forfar, their game was off. Uh, I'm not sure if it was weather-battered or COVID-related, but there was no game for him this week. Uh, Nathan Cooney at Kelty Hearts. Uh, it was Berwick v Kelty. As far as I could see, Nathan didn't even make the matchday squad for this one, so I'll no bother telling you that Kelty beat Berwick 4-0 away from home and that Berwick had a man sent off in 30 seconds. 30 seconds? The women's team. 30 seconds, apparently, Ron. 30 seconds. I don't know if he run over and chinned Barry Ferguson like Abdi wants today and he just got straight red for that. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what happened that somebody apparently got sent off 30 seconds. It's good going. Maybe he had it on at the boogies for himself, which is clearly not allowed. <laughs> on to the women's team. Last Sunday, the ladies took on Burramuir Thistle. It was a keenly contested match for the most part and the 4-1 final scoreline doesn't really tell the whole story. Boromir travelled to Dundee on the back of a couple of bad results, but they never looked out of their depth for a large part of the match. Ultimately, though, the better team on the day triumphed, and the United ladies ran out 4-1 winners, with goals from Megan Burns, Robin Smith, Jade McLaren, and Holly Napier. In the monthly awards, the player of the month went to Rebecca McMillan, and the goal of the month was shared between podcast favourite Neve Guthrie and her fellow goal-scoring machine Robin Smith. Two really good goals, but if I'm honest, they had the they had the thing on Twitter that you could vote on the goals, and I went for Robbins because it was a scissor kick for the edge of the box, and as good as Neves was, it wasn't a scissor kick for the edge of the box. This week, the ladies are travelling down to Kilmarnock for a 4 p.m. kickoff. The academy team. Uh, it was during the week. It was Tuesday afternoon, I believe. It was Montrose uh, away that we were playing. It finished two all. Rory McLeod opened the scoring early in the first half and only a brilliant double save from the Montrose goalie denied Finn Malcolm from giving United a comfortable lead. Montrose were a different proposition in the second half and equalised on the hour mark and then took a deserved lead with five minutes to go. United's youngsters threw the kitchen sink at it and Finn Malcolm equalised with the last kick of the game. Probably a fair result in the end and worth pointing out that Montrose must be a better under-18 team than Dundee. And that's your dinner. Apart from maybe mentioning the fact that the ladies team, they've got like player of the month, goal of the month, which is all good. But I can remember, I can remember a while back reporting on the academy. They used to have uh, like academy graduate of the month thing, but that doesn't seem to have happened. I'm not sure if it's even happened this season. I think it might have been last season that we used to speak about that. So if, if anyone from the club does listen to this nonsense and uh, has maybe just forgot to do this, then you're probably due with about eight player of the months. <laughs> Many thanks. The United Futures Lottery Jackpot's £2,000 again this week and the Elite 50 50 match day draw. The uh, winner was uh, ticket number 105265 and it was £165. And second prize was 55 quid for ticket number 105090. You can sign up, get all the details, unitedlottery.co.uk, and remember all the proceeds go to support our 
Academy. Uh, a couple of other things, Community Trust uh, related. Um, if you're buying anything on Amazon, by the way, just now, uh, you can go into your settings and uh, you can pay with Amazon Smile, which basically donates a fraction, a percentage, a bit of whatever you spent to the Community Trust and it costs you nothing extra at all. Mm-hmm. Um I had to set up on the web browser, but not on the app, but you can now set up on your app as well, which is kind of cool. Listen, if you order something, they get 10p, you know, if you're doing that every week or whatever, because... If everybody does it, yeah, it'd be a big help. And the, and, big help. and the big thing is, you know, there's only two days that people live by just now in these current circumstances is the days parcels arrive at your house and days that parcels dinner. That's the only way to gauge if you're in a good day or no. Uh, so if you're doing that, you're buying on Amazon. I know some people have, have got real... Uh, uh, listen, support local as much as you can. But sometimes you can only get that air fryer off of Amazon. That's where I buy it from, you know. But if you can help, and obviously the bigger the bigger your purchase or checkout is, the bigger the um, money that the community trust would get cut or whatever else. But check out. Uh, it has been put online and stuff. It's all over Twitter. I think we've maybe reshared it as well. But you can find it. Um, Amazon Smile, you can set up community trust and they can get some money, which is good. Community trust Christmas raffle for 2020. The only way to enter this. Uh, and uh, buy some tickets is on Just Giving uh, just search for 2020 Christmas Raffle and it is fundraising for the Dundee United Community Trust uh, we have covered this every single week but there are loads of great prizes up for grabs and uh, it's £3 a ticket or you can buy four tickets for a tenner uh, there are cash prizes of £100 £250 and £500 there is hospitality there's mascot uh, two, two mascot prizes there's membership the Junior Academy there's a holiday camp golden ticket and more prizes to be announced as well the final date to buy your tickets is Sunday the 20th of December which is only two weeks away and the winners mm-hmm. of each prize will be drawn at random on Monday the 21st of December which means Christmas is less than three weeks away and oh that's I'm shaking myself with that uh, but yeah so if you can go uh, to the 2020 Christmas raffle it's on just giving cash prizes hospitality and all that kind of stuff £3 a ticket or you can buy four tickets for £10 uh, if you're looking for any details on it hashtag uniting the community on Twitter so all those nice bits it is time for the only highlight when United didn't win a game uh, it's who am I here we go and they press yes, it I'm yes. thrilling what, what's the scores this week then Ron? Uh, the scores on the door says Ronnie 17 Paul 14 hmm. right I mean they pull something special at the bag then <laughs> so this week uh, there has been I'm not going to say controversy but some people think we're taking the piss with the amount of time we're taking to put mm-hmm. my guess in so I've not listened back really but I'm going to guess that it's you that's taking the piss and taking too long but uh, it's probably me so um, and we've not spoken about this I think we need to go on a 30 second timer let's go so once you ask the question you can repeat the clue and then the timer starts and then at the end of the timer you've got to get a name out there Nate taking the piss 5 seconds 10 tops and then we are you going to hear we dramatic ticking clock or something like countdown? Yes, I am. Yes, I like it. I've got it here. 
So, oh, nice one. Uh, so that that that's the idea. So again, we'll ease this in because uh, it's the first time we're doing it. Uh, so mm-hmm. it might still be a bit a bit, bit long. So she said, uh, but we'll get there. All right. So the rules have was already be stated. They must have played <laughs> fifty games. Fifty-eight times. Oh, sorry, fifty games. Yeah, and. Uh, Paul uh, must have seen this player. Uh, uh, so you're talking sort of late 80s right through. And for me, uh, when it's my turn, it has to be for like 91 onwards. Uh, ideally, 94 onwards seasons. But anyway, so five clues. You get it right in the first one, five points. Get it right in the second one, four points, three, three points. Fourth clue is two points. And last clue, you get a point. If you didn't get it at all, you get absolutely bugger all. And if you already know it, when you're listening on social media, please don't say who it is because some people get halfway angry because they've not a, mm-hmm. they're either no listened usually and they they, they, they think it gets Don't spoil it basically. Don't spoil it. Aye, that's that's what we're saying. So are you ready? I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to hearing the ticking clock. <laughs> Did you say clock? I think so. Cool. Right, clue number one. Who am I for this week? Three points is what you're behind. Signed by Ian McCall. This player, it's a he by the way, made his debut in a little piece of history as United took on Inverness Cali Thistle on league business for the first time. So signed by Ian McCall and this player made his debut as United took on Inverness Cali Thistle on league business for the first time. Your time starts now. Oh, brilliant. And uh, let's feel the striker. Derek McInnes. Derek McInnes locking it in. <laughs> oh, you're you're a complete prick this week. They That's po- cool, man. They point you ripping off t- uh, one TV show and you rip off two. <laughs> oh, the, can what the nightmare's okay. going to be? Next week, when it's my turn to guess, I need to play the music. That's going uh, to be a really... Just tell me what up it is. Just tell me what up it is. I'll suss it. Here we go. So you've got your first clue. Second clue. He scored his first goal for the club a month after joining as he headed home a Barry Robson cross against Clyde at Tannadice in the League Cup third round. He scored his first goal for the club a month after joining. He headed home a Barry Robson cross against Clyde at Tannadice in the League Cup third round. Okay, 
جيم ماكنتاير جيم ماكنتاير So, for three points, clue number three. He became a regular in the side for the next two years and collected a runners-up medal in the Scottish Cup final of 2005. So he became a regular on the side for the next two years, collected a runners-up medal in the Scottish Cup final of 2005. I hope people didn't fast-forward to this bit. Like, oh, this is killing oh, my listening to the Countdown podcast for. <laughs> I wouldn't imagine that as well. <laughs> points up for grabs who are you going for Alan Archibald Alan Archibald so I'm still trailing still trailing that's not good that's this a struggle is, this is a showbiz smile <laughs> that I've gone for you <laughs> clue number four clue number four in total he made 69 appearances, scoring six goals, and left United at the end of the 05-06 season. So in total, he made 69 appearances, stop laughing, scoring six goals, and he left United at the end of the 05-06 season. It's no Barry Robson because he crossed the bar. The weird thing is, it's because you didn't actually want to remember that final. No, well, I can remember it. I can't remember many of the players, but that team. Right, fuck Brebner, Grant Brebner. Grant Brebner. 60 appearances, six goals. Correct. Oh, nice one. I've not I'm got, still fucking getting better. I've not got a correct noise yet. <laughs> <laughs> Grant Brebner. And uh, clue number five was uh, none of your name and shite. It was the midfielder left to go to Australia where he joined Melbourne Victory. Brevner, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Uh, he was an alright player. He played for Man United, didn't he, when he was a bit? Mm. Two points. How are you feeling about it? So you that? need to, uh, it's no the best. So I really need to give you some shite clues next week so I, that you've got nature. The thing is, right, I don't think clues are overly bad there, but I think when you throw a game in, it can throw you one of two ways. You start mm. either no one to remember the game or you remember it and go, did he actually play in that game? The, the clue, it was it was McCall was helpful obviously McCall signing him mm-hmm. I think it was the f- first clue but the scoring against Inverness that was 
that could have been anybody at that point. I didn't really can. Uh, oh no, sorry, playing against Inverness and then scoring against Clyde, I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't think of who that was at all. But hey, we got there in the end. Yeah, you did. And uh, who am I? I'll be back uh, next week, uh, as always. So let's uh, let's move on. We had a bit of a milestone. Uh, this week on the uh, podcast, we did mention it a wee while ago when we spoke to uh, Callum uh, Widger uh, about the podcast and stuff and he got that really nice two-page spread about us. Uh, we had 250,000 listeners this week, thanks to Ryan Gold. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, he accounted for something like 249,000 of them, did he? Yeah, but listen, <laughs> uh, thank you very much to every single person who, who does listen to this. I know, you know, when we do get beat, numbers do go down. And I can totally appreciate that. That you know, you, mm-hmm. you've maybe watched the game and didn't enjoy it. You're not gonna to want to listen to us for the opening 20, 25 minutes speaking about it. But hey. Uh, we didn't want to speak about it half the time when we get pumped, so totally understand. Scan forward and listen to who am I. Just remember wasn't mm-hmm. uh but yeah, so thank you very much to everyone who has uh, kind of been part of it from whether it's you know this is your first episode or your seventh or you've been there the whole time. I know some people we we got a lot of kind of late followers or such that people had just found us recently and that was cool to hear people's stories about how they got listened to it and they're now going back and listening to some of the interviews and stuff and that's totally cool you know 48 guests 75 episodes um 227 five star reviews our one star review for last week got bumped up to four this week that was good thank you very much and um, you you know we're over 6,000 social media followers um as always if you can help us spread the word of the podcast you know United Sporting Granny might even want to listen to it then make sure she does that would be pretty cool uh, for all the details as always follow us on social media we are at Fox Podcast and seamlessly linked into dodefoxpodcast.com uh, the podcast shop has been brilliant so far so couple emails this week um, we did mention this a couple of weeks ago but again people might phase out and start speaking about the shite but uh, the stock is due into us this week there has been delays as you can imagine we're getting stuff delivered we are hoping that um, hoodies t-shirts and all that kind of stuff will hit between Monday and Wednesday this week and uh, with any luck we'll hopefully maybe get out some Wednesday night and then again by the end of the week but we will get any in the UK by Christmas that will happen and again thank you very much for your support on that one uh, there's maybe a handful of mugs or something in stock at the minute there is one hoodie in stock I don't know off the top of my head what size it is but we do have one that is available if somebody needs it somebody change size I never went any place so there is a spare hoodie there if anybody wants to buy that it's available for the last minute we'll not no be doing any more t-shirts or hoodies until 2021 and um, we'll have a couple of new bits and bobs out in January as well. But thank you so much to everyone who supported it. They basically come from an idea that to help us kind of cover our costs uh, and going forward, it'll allow us to do, you know, some better stuff, buy some better kit that works, you know, make sure Paul doesn't sound like he's underwater or, you know, three mile away, speaking through cans and some string, you know, uh, while we're in these these times when we have to be over Zoom, which has actually been nice because then he doesn't come and scan him a chocolate. So that's quite nice. Um, but if you do want to grab yourself a last minute bargain for Christmas, quality, quality gear, com. Right, last bit of business. It's on this day in association with the Arab Archive, preserving the history of Dundee United Football Club since 2006. One thing we have to mention as we record this there was a wee event that took place 40 years ago, Paul, that you were old enough to maybe not be at, but old enough 
to be around when it happened. Mm-hmm. League Cup League final. Cup. Yeah. Yes. A Paul Sturrock double and Davy Dodds getting the goals against. Do we mention them? Yeah. <laughs> and where? My favourite place. Correct. <laughs> the Dead Fox Stadium. The so, Dead Fox Stadium. Um, uh, nothing much in terms of anything but games for you today. There was nothing much happening. But I've picked out four games for you. We begin this week, 1993. And for the second successive midweek fixture, Paddy Conley struck what proved to be a second half winner and gave United their first away victory in the league since the second Saturday of the season as we're headed up the road to Dens. Yes. Man. Uh, Craig Brewster put us ahead after just seven minutes. He headed in from a Dave Bowman cross. Billy Dodds then found Stevie Frail, who crossed for Ray Farningham to equalise early in the second half but with 12 minutes to go United did get the winner it came from open play Guido van der Kamp hoisted the clearance upfield Craig Brewster flicked the ball over his head Kevin Bain sliced an attempted clearance and the ball bounced to Paddy Conley on the edge of the box uh, Paul Mathers advanced off his line he just lobbed it over him and into the empty net to secure our 29th win after this 50th Premier Contest it finished Dundee 1 Dundee United 2 Easy work. We move on to 1996. And normally the last thing you want to be facing is a side which has just parted company with their manager. But that was the task and prospect at Rugby Park. Alex Totten had been toppled as uh, Bobby Williamson had been installed as caretaker boss. United set the stall out, dictate the play from the start, which enabled new signing Seab Dykstra, friend of the show. Uh, the only change from the side which drew with Dunfermline, he eased himself, uh, eased himself into the lineup. Even before Shell Olofsson scored the first of his two goals, McPherson was forced to clear off the line from Lars Zetterland. But 10 minutes later, his fellow Swede Olofsson was on target. Player coach Morris Malpass did his best to claim the credit after his shot had come back off the underside of the bar, but Shell beat Meldrum to the bouncing ball and headed in from inside the six yard box. With Kelly struggling to make any sort of impression on the game, the points were effectively wrapped up. Six minutes in the second half, Andy McLaren left two defenders in his wake uh, before crossing for Olufsen to stoop and direct the header inside the near post. And despite being in total command right up to the final whistle, there was no more scoring. It finished Kilmarnock nil, Dundee United two. Easy work. 2013 now, and United came into this game in the back of a great run, having scored four or more goals in each of their last three games. 16 minutes in and United were ahead Gary Mackay-Steven played in uh, Stuart Armstrong who angled the ball towards goal and watched it roll home Hearts reacted well and were level within a few minutes when Jamie Walker showed some trickery in the box he was tripped by Mark Wilson and from the penalty spot Jamie Hamill hit the ball low to the left to equalise and that's how it ended in the first half but United came flying out the traps in the second half a fierce ranking drive was touched wide by McDonald then uh, from a corner Brian Graham uh, crashed home a free header recovering United's lead. Did you see his miss yesterday? Nope. Oh, it's, it's on a par we uh, sell it like it's it's guff. It's it's no good. Um, Doesn't surprise me. No, uh, the Hearts players had pleaded with referee Craig Thompson to award an infringement on Callum Patterson, but the goal stood. Hearts, to their credit, held firm against the Tangerine onslaught before beginning to creep back in the game as they pressed for an equaliser. However. That became ever more vulnerable in the break and the match was clinched near the end. GMS cutting from the right after an assist from friend of the show, Ryan Gold, and he curled a left foot shot past McDonald and a deflected effort from friend of the show, John Rankin. Left McDonald with no chance and it finished Dundee United 4, 
Hearts won. It was a good time of games then. It was, and I'm not sure that we can call them friends of the show just because they've been on it. They may be hanging with a couple of pricks. I'm going with it until they correct us. Uh, okay. 2019 is where we finished, and uh, again, facing Jamie McDonald in the goal. And the match was uh, was basically when the ginger James Bond decided to break Benji's heart as he headed in his own net and the Swiss keeper's hopes of meeting Hamish was gone. And uh, Nicky Clark had us level, uh, on level terms right on half time. In the second half, we didn't really create a clear-cut chance until Ian Hart's produced a surging run down the right-hand side and slid in the perfect delivery along the six-yard line across met by Louis Apere, who stroked the ball in the back of the net for the lead. United continued to uh, battle on for an opening as the second half went on and uh, created plenty of chances, but again, inspired defending and goalkeeping, kept the visitors in the match, and it finished Dundee United 2, Aloha 1. Easy work. Yeah, that's, yeah listen, the, the 7th of December is clearly kind to us, because that's, that's four good wins. Uh, that we got there. Um, I watched some of the highlights. I watched the highlights of that 2013 game. And it's just, I mean, we spoke about it loads about that time, but some of the football was incredible uh, at the time. The 96, I've seen Olsen's goals and there was nothing for 93, but hey, a derby win's a derby win. We've seen that, mate. You know what I mean? Correct. It's all good. Correct. Blends in a one. So, of course, nay game Saturday with another Saturday with a game. Um, are you going to hobbycraft or what? Uh, that is the one place that I will not definitely be going to. I'll be, I'm moving house. Exactly. So you I'm need to get house, a new so hobby for your craft. No, no, I've no craft and uh, I've currently no hobbies. Uh, so I don't need to go to a place called hobbycraft at all. Doesn't hate happen. So that's your Saturday. That's That's the joy you've got. I've got the joy of shifting couches, mattresses, beds, building beds. No fan out with the old man. I'd be lost without him, but I'm probably good at fan out with him. <laughs> yes, in the end. In, in so, the yeah, end. but I would, ra- I would rather that United had a game, obviously. But uh, uh, once again, again, hopeless. Yeah, 12 o'clock uh, Sunday is the kickoff against Rangers, who have uh, just beat Ross County 4 0. Well, that's that's what they do these days, is it? They just they walk over teams, then I concede and they score plenty of goals. Yeah. So it should be fun next Sunday. Yeah. So uh let's know what you're up to for your uh, Saturday with with nothing happening. And the stay at home scrander. So Liga will be back on Sunday. Well done to our winner today, whose name's totally escaped me, but we will get Harvey Robertson. Well done. Uh probably a bit of chilly on a cold day. Love it. Uh but we will get a mug out and uh, we'll get some it delivers out this week as well. If you have ordered stock, uh, uh, stuff from the shop, thank you very much as always. And there's a few bits left. Dodfoxpodcast.com. As always, have a great week. And do remember, follow all the guidance, including washing your hands and your asshole.